Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified podcast. If this is your first episode, what's up? Welcome. This is a great episode to start with because I am going to be talking about the number one thing that reduced my workload in my motherhood. And I'm assuming that the reason that you're here is that you want to declutter your home to really literally just reduce the amount of work that you have to do. And maybe you've never heard it in that way before, but that's how I explain it is that decluttering reduced, dramatically reduced the workload that I had to do as a mom. So welcome. Welcome to the episode. If you are a repeat listener, what's up? Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so much for showing up. Now, if you are watching the video version of this podcast, I am laying down on my floor, 
outside of my bathroom while my toddlers take showers because they have a little cold. That's all it is. Don't worry. It's just a little cold. (laughs) And I love sharing with you how I run this business because I have five kids. I get it. Life is busy. And the reason that I'm able to do this and have the bandwidth and the brain space and the capacity and the means to even record a podcast for you every single week is because I've decluttered my house. I've reduced the amount of pointless work inside of my home for me down so much that I really just have time to do the things that I want to do. Now, obviously there is still some maintenance to be done inside of my home. We're a family of seven. So of course things have to be picked up. I have to clean things. People pee on the toilet seat. There's always dishes to be done and laundry, but we haven't been behind in almost a decade since we decluttered in 2013. And that's saying something nine years ago, I dramatically reduced the workload inside of our home. I will never go back. And that's what I'm teaching you how to do today. So if you feel like you have to spend a lot of time catching up on your chores, cleaning up, getting organized, this is for you because that was me. I felt like I I used to joke that with my coworkers (laughs) that going to work was the easy part of my day. When I worked outside of the home, I was a teacher. I was an early childhood teacher. So that's not an easy job. It's actually a very hard job. But I would joke to them that going to work was the easy part of my day. Going home was the hard part. And that was a sad truth for me. It should have been the opposite. It should have been what I have right now where I work and I I now I work from home. So it's a little bit different, but I haven't always. Um, And after I decluttered, I still worked outside of the home, but it should be that you go to work and you come home and your home supports you. It doesn't just become another to-do list. And now that I do work from home, I don't want to feel like I'm always doing something. I don't want to feel like I'm always just trying to get caught up. So if that's how you feel, if you feel like you are in the cycle of always cleaning up, spending your nights and weekends, just trying to catch up, right? Saying that you'll get to it next spring break or next week or whatever, and wondering what's wrong with you because you can't stay caught up on laundry or there's always dishes in the sink. Nothing is wrong with you. You just have too much stuff. Okay. And I believe that to my core because I've experienced, and at this point, I've seen thousands of other moms also experience this where they declutter their homes, that workload reduces. And all of a sudden, those feelings of shame and what's wrong with me and why can't I just do this? Why am I not better? Start to dissipate, not completely, because there is still work to be done on your mindset and other parts of your life, but it does give dramatic relief for that. Okay. Now, real quick to last week, I did a really great episode on why you might not be making progress with your decluttering efforts and go back and listen to that after you listen to this, because it's going to be a really great supplement to this week's episode. But I wanted to spend some more time this week, just sharing what my life used to be or what it used to look like prior to decluttering specifically the ways that I organized things and wasted so much time and energy and money organizing my clutter. Um, Now, decluttering and organizing are fundamentally different and decluttering is essential if you want to have sustainable organization that actually works for you. 
Now, when we decluttered in 2013, if you don't know the story, here's the very short watered down version, but we decided that we were going to move from Alaska to Florida with our three kids in about four weeks time. And we got rid of everything other than a suitcase of stuff each. So some clothes and some toys, and then we moved prior to that. And even as I was getting rid of everything, I don't think that I had ever like heard or consciously was aware of the word declutter. And I don't think it was a concept that I really understood or was aware of at all, like not consciously. I never heard my friends say, I got to declutter my house this weekend. It was like, I got to clean the house. I got to get, I got to get cleaned up. I got to get organized. I got to organize the toys. Um, and, and the same was true within my teacher friend community. We always talked about organization and cleaning and, you know, cleaning checklists and chore charts, but we never talked about decluttering, at least not from what I remember. Okay. And I know that decluttering is not a new thing, but I just, I just didn't know about it. It just wasn't a thing that was on my radar. And since I did not know that decluttering was a thing that I could do on purpose, I accumulated a lot of stuff and I never got rid of things, you know, on the rare occasion, like I can think of some things that I would routinely get rid of, you know, like Play-Doh and old food, but beyond that, I really only spent my first like five years of motherhood accumulating things and we had three kids. So I was accumulating a lot of things, things that I bought myself that I thought we needed or I felt like I needed to have as like a mom status thing, um, hand-me-downs from family and friends, gifts from family and friends, buying things that were a good deal, you know, going to thrift stores and priding myself on getting a really cute dress for $3. (laughs) And it was just a whole lot of stuff always coming in and nothing ever really going out. And I call this constipated house syndrome. (laughs) Some of you guys inside of the Facebook group might know what I'm talking about, but yeah, constipated house syndrome nothing's ever leaving the house. It's all just stuck in there. And my closets, you know, they were neatly that, you know, closet spaces that were like neatly stacked with like toys stacked up to the ceiling and clothes, clothing boxes stacked to the ceiling. Like that was my jam. I remember specifically in my husband and I's first house, having this hallway closet full of neatly stacked games and electronics and clothes and snow gear and towels and bedding and gift wrap. Just anything you could imagine was in that closet. None of it accessible. None of it was actually things that I could easily get to. A lot of it was stuff that was just smashed in there because that's the nature of a cluttered house, right? Now, looking back in hindsight, I totally could have decluttered a whole lot of that stuff, maybe even most of it. So that that hallway closet was just for our, you know, our jackets and snow gear. Like it should have been because that made sense. It was by the door and it should have those kinds of things. Not shouldn't have everything. And the other thing I I look back on is that I could have had less towels, right? We had an adequate space in that bathroom and it was full of, of stuff. It was full of other towels. It full of cosmetics we never used, candles. Um, who even knows what else? But I totally could have fit what we actually needed in that space. Same thing with bedding, right? I could have fit our bedding 
underneath the corresponding bed, but at the time under the beds were full of clothes that I thought maybe we would use in the future and toys and who knows what else, right? Same thing with closets, just full of clothes that nobody wore and stuff and wrapping paper. And I, I don't even, I don't even remember at this point. Now, the cycle that I was in was that I felt like something was wrong with me because I just couldn't get organized. I couldn't keep up on the cleaning. I wanted to buy more shelves and bins and labels and storage, but it was so expensive and I was so broke. And ironically, part of the reason that I was so broke and unable to afford this, these storage solutions and bins is because I was buying too much stuff anyway. Like if I had just stopped buying the clutter, I wouldn't have even needed to buy the storage solutions. Right. So then because I thought that I was too broke to buy these storage and bins and labels, I would just get creative, right? <laughs> because I was a teacher and that's what we do is we get creative and cre create solutions for things. And I would stack things in ways that made no sense, but it's the only way that it fit. And I would shift it around from place to place just on this never ending quest to find the perfect organization. And it just could never be sustained, right? And as a teacher, I feel like I had it even worse just because there are so many crafts, books, toys, educational things that it's just like, if it was a good deal, I was going to get it because teachers don't get paid a lot. And I, I thought that having more would be better, whether it was for my classroom or to bring home to my actual children at home. And the problem with this never ending quest to organize way too much stuff was that it, it wasn't manageable and it wasn't sustainable. My kids couldn't keep up on it. They, you know, the example that I like to give is if you've ever gone to like an antique store or a thrift store and seeing all of the stuff and having somebody go in there, like look at everything, shift it all around the, the, the building. And then you be expected to just know where to put it all back. Like it's not realistic. There's too much stuff. And it's not realistic to have that kind of an expectation in your home either. Now, I know that doesn't directly translate, but really that's kind of what's happening, right? Your kids are taking things out. You are living in your home. Things get moved around. People bring it up into your bedroom because they want to snuggle. They drop it by the door because they come and go from the house. Like that's just what happens in a home. That's normal. And a big belief of mine is that we should set our homes up to work with our families, not have a house that tries to make our families change, right? I don't want to live in a house where my kids are only allowed to play with toys in one room. I want them to be able to come be with me and be creative and play with their stuff with me. If they want to bring their stuffed animals into my bed and snuggle or their Legos, I encourage that. But prior to decluttering, I was so overwhelmed by trying to maintain the amount of stuff in our house that I wasn't able to do things like that. And if I did do it, then it just stressed me out and it made me be a mean mom to where I'm like, ah, nobody ever cleans up their stuff. Like you can't play with anything outside of this room because you don't clean it up. And it wasn't my kid's fault. And ultimately I don't want to change them and I don't want to make them live that way. What I needed to do was reduce the workload in my mom life. And I needed to do that by decluttering. 
because decluttering made the organization part easy. But at the end of the day, the most important piece of that is that the amount of work that I had to do to maintain my house, to organize it, to keep it organized, to hold my family accountable to that, to, you know, delegate to them, to do all of these things was, it was finally possible. It wasn't possible before. And I just wanted to share that with you. The reason that moms need to declutter is that it reduces their workload. And there are so many other things that go into this that I'm also an advocate for, like delegating to your family, having them help out, hiring help if you need help, right? Especially if you are like a work from home mom, you are, you like get childcare. I know that this is something that I'm seeing so often and we're running um, or just ran a challenge for moms who work from home to make it easier to work from home. And so many moms are like, I, I work from home and I don't have childcare. And that is literally a full-time job on top of a career. Like in addition to reducing our workload, we also need these other forms of support. So I'm not saying that declutter your house and you won't ever need help again, or you shouldn't delegate to your family. What I'm saying is reduce your workload because it's going to benefit you and everyone around you. And it's going to make those other things easier for you. Um, because that's another thing that happened for me. Delegation got easier. Asking for help got easier. Giving myself grace got easier. All of these positive benefits just keep coming in when you choose to declutter your home. And if you are like, I need this, right? Like I need to get out of the never ending decluttering and organizing cycle. You want to Start saving money by not purchasing clutter, by not needing to buy things to store your clutter. You want to start saving time and energy on, you know, inside of your home. Decluttering is the thing that will help you. And not only will it save you time and save you energy, it also gives you time and gives you energy and will even give you, come back to you in the form of money for a very long time into the future especially if you choose to get help. Now, obviously you're listening to the podcast, so there's tons of podcast episodes, but I also have a decluttering course called Decluttering Simplified, where I teach you how to declutter your home, start to finish fully, completely, no stone left unturned that I would love to get the chance to support you in. <clears throat> in addition to the decluttering plan that you get, you also get access to twice a month co-decluttering sessions to help you actually implement the Quirks content, the private Facebook community, brainstorming sessions, and it's all moms. So I have five kids. I totally understand it. Everything is broken down into bite-sized pieces so that you can actually do it. You can actually get it done and you get access to that other form of accountability and the community. You can find a decluttering buddy. There are so many moms that group up or just buddy up one-on-one -on -one and declutter together. They go through the course together. They support each other. They become friends. I just got a photo from two moms inside of there who got to meet up last weekend in person. So we would love to have you. It's so much more than just a digital course. It's so much more than just a checklist or a decluttering plan. It is really an opportunity to take this and run with it 
to get really serious about it with other people who are serious about it with you. And that is priceless. We would love to have you. You can find a link for that in the description of this video. That is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for hanging out. I would love if you tagged me on social media, if you listened to this and loved it. Um, all of the links for that are in the description as well. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.